0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
2: It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Monday night to you. Hope you had a tremendous weekend. I hope you sat down and watched football. I hope you relaxed. I I just hope you had a good time, whatever the hell it is that you were doing. I'm going to have a good time here over the next four hours. This is when I get started. 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. And I'm here with you, everybody listening all over North America. Look, we already know what the big news is. It's the Super Bowl. We know who's going to be competing in Super Bowl 57. We have the Kansas City Chiefs. We have the Philadelphia Eagles. And we have uh, plenty of aftermath. We have Purdy with a torn ligament in his elbow a UCL. We have a Cincinnati Bengals team, which is... Has several free agents and is worrying about picking up the scraps moving into the future. They're thinking about what could have or should have been. Not just football over the weekend. LeBron James absolutely lost his mind on Saturday night after a no foul call. We have an, a complicated NHL legend passed away. A Bobby Hull is, is gone. Aaron Rodgers, the reports of a a trade being realistic pretty much crossed over the news prior to the AFC and NFC championship games. But we know the Super Bowl is pretty much where it's at. This is the biggest unofficial holiday in the United States of America. And so we have plenty of time to to look forward to the actual game where we will have Patrick Mahomes and and Jalen Hurts out there. Uh, The first time the NFL Super Bowl will feature two uh, black quarterbacks. We will have plenty of time to talk about Andy Reid taking on his former team in the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll have plenty of time to talk about the first time that two brothers are going to oppose each other in a Super Bowl. That happens to be Jason Kelsey, the center for the Philadelphia Eagles, and his brother, who happens to be one of the greatest tight ends that the NFL has ever seen and Travis, Travis Kelsey. And so we got a lot to do, a lot to talk about. I'm going to get into, you know, the Bengals and and some of the officiating surrounding the game. We know Osai, that, that penalty on Patrick Mahomes helped decide that game. I will say helped decide that game. And in the first matchup, the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia, that was really no contest. And so now that the 49ers know that Purdy has a torn UCL in his elbow, wh- what does that mean for them? It looked like he was cemented as their starter going into the future, but even less so now that this man has a has an injury that he's going to need surgery for or will take months to go out there and rehab. And so we got a lot to do, a lot to get into. Thank you to everybody listening on the Odyssey app, your local affiliate, siriusxm One Fifty Eight. Or a smart speaker. Before we do anything, Dave, how are you? Was your weekend good?
3: It was, it was good, JR. Thank you for asking. So happy for Patrick Mahomes. Finally getting the best of Joe Burrow. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm good, man. Thank you so much. Yep. Well, we, we know that the, the game took center stage. and It's nice to finally know what it is. I don't know how many people will tune in for the Pro Bowl games uh, waiting for the Super Bowl. But we got to start somewhere. We gotta start somewhere. And let's start off with the, the teams that actually won. As the Kansas City Chiefs, they went out there and they beat the Bengals. They, uh, Butker hit a field goal. 23 to 20 was the final down in Kansas City. And after the game, I mean they were they were pretty much all hype about the situation, especially with all of the trash talk that took place. You might remember. The Bengals and even their mayor were talking about how this was, this was Burrowhead. As, as Shep just alluded to, heading into this game, Joe Burrow was 3-0 and head-to-head against Patrick Mahomes. And although Patrick Mahomes was running around with a bum leg, he really started the limp probably around in the third quarter. I mean, even the Cincinnati mayor was talking crap. pure Purval. Think his name is. If it's not, too bad. He ain't my mayor. I don't care. He was on Twitter. And listen to this trash that he was talking about the Bengals that the team basically picked up on as well. Listen to the mayor of Cincinnati before the game.
4: I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. Be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Head Stadium for their second consecutive AFC championship game. Whereas at last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test to confirming whether or not he's his father. Whereas all season long, Cincinnati has been on a path of destiny, fighting it out to overcome anyone who stands between them and a Super Bowl win. And whereas Kansas City is named after its neighboring state, which is, you know, just kind of weird. Now, therefore, I, Aftab Pureval, mayor of the city of Cincinnati, do hereby proclaim January 29th, 2023, as they got to play us day in Cincinnati.
2: Oh, wow. The reference of, uh, you know, Joe Burrow being Patrick Mahomes' daddy and needing a DNA test, I I thought that was a little below what a, a mayor should put out or what a mayor should say. I haven't been to Cincinnati recently, but doesn't he have better things to do? Whatever happened to just going online or just saying, hey, I, I, good luck to the Bengals? Whatever happened to a friendly bet against the folks in, I don't know, Kansas City, bet some barbecue versus some, some chili or something? Well, whatever happened to that? Why you got to call Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes' daddy? And so after the Chiefs beat the Bengals 23-20, to 20, Travis Kelsey, he had his own thoughts for the mayor of Cincinnati on CBS. Listen, remember this? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni.
1: You got to fight for your right
5: to party.
2: Yeah, Travis, well, not Jason, that's Travis. Travis was, he was out of his mind. After that game, he didn't stop there. You know, he had a lot to say after the, uh, the game concluded. He was on CBS, and he just said, y'all kept calling this place Burrowhead. He said, no, this is still Arrowhead, and this is Mahomes' house. I want to thank God, man. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Woo! Burrowhead, my ass! Woo! It's Mahomes' house!
2: <laughs> yeah, and that was directly after the game. And so Travis Kelsey didn't have an opportunity to drink anything yet, as far as we know. I don't know what he sounded like two hours after the game, but I'm sure it was rowdier than that. Patrick Mahomes, he said all them trash-talking Cincinnati Bengals players and their stupid mayor, they didn't do anything but help motivate us.
6: Yeah, I think guys were probably the most pumped up I've seen them going into a football game. A lot of trash talk coming from a lot of different places. I think you got Burrowhead. There was a lot of stuff. I mean, the mayor came at me, man. I mean, (laughs) I I understand he's the mayor of Cincinnati, so he has to think about something. But, uh, I mean, it's it's something that you just got to play the football game and then let your play do the talking.
2: And that's what Patrick Mahomes did, let his play do the talking, despite running around with a bum ankle. He didn't run around as much. He still threw that rock 43 times. 326 yards, in two touchdowns, one to Travis Kelsey, who entered into the game with a a busted up back, back spasms, and another touchdown in a, a more than 100 yards passing to Marquez Valdez Scantling, and the Chiefs they beat the Bengals 23 to 20, fifth straight time in the AFC Championship game, and these Kansas City Chiefs are right back in the Super Bowl avenging a loss to this same Cincinnati Bengals team that beat them in the AFC title last year. So the Chiefs move on. And I told you this. You know this part already. They're going to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that Andy Reid is very familiar with, not so as much over the last decade. But the Eagles are moving on. And, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, this is almost expected of him. Patrick Mahomes is a future Hall of Famer if he stays alive and stays healthy just for a few more years. But the guy on the opposite side of him, Jalen Hurts, I don't want to say Jalen Hurts came out of nowhere, but he was a he was a second-round pick in the COVID draft. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he had to outplay Carson Wentz. It's not a difficult thing to do. Carson Wentz sucks so much. He basically handed him over the job. Jalen Hurts lost his job at Alabama. He had to transfer. He had to get better every damn step of the way. And now here he is, NFC champion. He said last night, the job isn't done. He said last night, this is not about me. It's all about the team. And Jalen Hurts, with those Eagles, beating up on the Niners 31 to 7. He's just proud of how his team just hung into it together really as a whole squad all year long. How good this team has been to playing together um, being together challenging one another um, when we when we experienced some painful times and some uh, some tough times we always found a way to overcome so you know, you you want to be going into it in a situation like this. And, you know,
5: got, got a chance to go out there and win it all. So we want to
2: prepare to go do that. Yeah, winning it all. Winning it all is what Nick Sirianni wants to do. You want to talk about an underdog team and a team that wasn't expected to do anything, or well, not this. Jalen Hurts coming from nowhere. Nick Sirianni basically clowned following his own introductory press conference stumbling all over his words even use that as a teaching example for his team Nick Sirianni sat up there with his family he spoke to the fans he spoke to the media and he said you know what here I am this is a damn dream come true
7: pretty awesome uh this is something you you dream about uh your whole life and uh like I said to the guys uh whether you, we've all been dreaming about it, whether you were dreaming about it when you were 2, 10, uh, 14, 18, or when you got in the NFL. Um, this is something we all dream about, and we get to do it because, you know, we did it better than anybody else in the NFC th- this year. So uh, that is pretty special.
2: Oh, good for Nick Sirianni. This man is going from being clown to potentially being a, a Super Bowl champion. Good for him. Jason Kelsey, he has that experience, and I told you he's going to be taking on his brother, Travis, the first time we've had two brothers opposing each other in the same damn Super Bowl. And so now that it's said and done right after the game against the San Francisco 49ers before it was official, Jason Kelsey talked about the potential of playing his brother. Now we know to be true.
8: I got a Kansas City sweatshirt I'm going to wear for the next three hours and then that's it for the rest of the year. Win or lose, I'm done being a Chiefs fan in three hours. So, uh, Looking forward to seeing uh, who wins that one. Uh, Two really good teams. Uh, So, yeah, um, not trying to get my hopes up but um, you know, we'll, we'll see who we're playing just like a manifestation of a dream yeah I mean you know for the for the people that are on board with the NFL being scripted it's uh, it's a pretty good uh, evidence maybe but, um yeah it's been it's been a fun year for Trav and I uh on multiple levels and uh it'd be really special obviously uh playing against him uh and Andy Reid
2: yeah you can't make this stuff up we know it's true he's going to be opposing his brother and one of the key guys he also has to thank for it, that really changed the entire scope of the game was the guy on defense. Hassan Redick, who's from right next door in Camden, New Jersey. He might as well be playing for his home damn team right now. He changed the outcome of the game right out of the box. First series of the game, the opening of the game, and what does Hassan Reddick do? He goes out there to lay some lumber on Brock Purdy, and he takes him out of the game. That's it. There was no game after that. 31-7, the most they could muster, they being the 49ers, was a a Christian McCaffrey running touchdown. But there was nothing there because they had no quarterback. We had to look at Josh Johnson who has basically played on every football team imaginable, and I say football, NFL, XFL, CFL, USWFL, w, any football league you could think of, Josh Johnson has been there. And then he goes down with a concussion. He goes into concussion protocol. They could have pulled a fan out of the stands, one of those Niner fans, maybe somebody who traveled 3,000 miles. They should have put them in the game. And you could thank Hassan Reddick. And after the game, he talked about his role this year, all of the sacks and, and everything he's done with the Eagles. And he said it just like Jalen Hurts. It's about the team.
5: At the end of the day, man, I'm just glad that I was able to be any, any type of help, any type of uh, asset to this team at the end of the day. You know, I never really think about, Oh, yeah, I'm going to go get this many sacks. And I just go out there, I play hard, and when the clock is over, I'll see what happens after that.
2: No. The man had 16 sacks this year. 16. The only dude who had more sacks than him was Nick Bosa for the 49ers on the other side of the field. Hassan Reddick has been terrorizing folks in the NFL for the past few seasons, starting off with Arizona and then last year in Carolina and now basically with his hometown team, the Philadelphia Eagles. And so you've got to appreciate everybody on the Eagles constantly talking about team, team this and team that Jalen Hurts doesn't want to talk about himself. It's all about the team. A little bit of a surprise that they're here in the Super Bowl. Not so much the Kansas City Chiefs, but either way, we're in store for a good damn game. Kansas City Chiefs, they're used to being here. Fans are used to being here. And the Eagles? Yeah, they were just here a few years ago. They actually won against the New England Patriots. I guess they should act like they've been there, especially their fans. Eagles fans decided to tear up the city, decided to tear up downtown. I don't know what the hell is wrong with them, folks. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We're just getting started. We're going to talk about the Eagles and their, their crazy fans. a matter of fact, we'll, we'll talk about Tony Romo and his crazy commentary. And something else crazy over the weekend, Stetson Bennett. I guess he was still celebrating Georgia's win. We're going to get into the bangles and the penalties. Uh, We'll talk about Brock Purdy and his, his elbow. What does this mean for the Niners? Kellen Moore is the new offensive coordinator for the Chargers. We got a lot to do, a lot to talk about. We're just warming up. It's the JR Sport Brief Show right here on CBS Sports Radio.
1: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. from you call him now at 855-212-4CBS that's 855-212-4227 it's
2: the jr sport brief show here on cbs sports radio super bowl 57 is set we're going to get the kansas city chiefs and the philadelphia eagles first game not really competitive eagles smashed out the 49ers and their one million quarterbacks that they had to employ In the final game, the AFC Championship, uh, much more competitive as it took a field goal to win the game for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, albeit the Bengals were were penalized multiple times. Was it their own doing or was it a little bit of help from the refs? We'll talk about this all. We're going to talk about some of the officiating. We'll talk about the beat up forty ers But right now we got callers on the line. I want to hear from them. It's eight five five two one two four CBS. That's eight five five two one two four CBS. Let's go to Flushing Queens and let's talk to Manny. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yo, what's up, bro? How you doing? I'm good, Manny. What's on your mind?
5: Good, 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 man, man. By the yes, um look, shout out to the uh, shout out to the to both teams. I mean well deserved um, you know, basic, um past. I mean, next week um, in a couple of weeks history, ha black history month. We're gonna see two brothers who are quarterbacks play against each other. I mean, that's like the first time ever it's happened. I mean, man, that's that's a hell of an accomplishment for for both for both teams. Uh, but I mean, over. I mean, overall. I mean, you, you get. I mean, and also, um, you know, I could say you could put. I know people say about the Kelsey Bowl. What about the Andy Reid Bowl? Because is because he he's going to coach against his former team. How about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, in the back of his head, it's it's been quite some time, but I'm I'm sure. I mean, obviously, he wants the win, he wants the victory, but there has to be a little bit of added oomph there for him as well. So we got a lot of storylines heading into this this Super Bowl, and thank you, Manny, for calling from Flushing, and that happens to be one of them. Yeah, you mentioned it—the two black quarterbacks for the first time ever. Uh, Andy Reid taking on his former team. Uh, you have uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey on opposing sides. The first time that we'll see brothers in the, the postseason or actually the Super Bowl. So there's a lot to be said here. 855 CBS. Dave is calling from Alabama. I believe Dave is from Philly. I think he is an Eagles fan. Dave, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
5: You got that right, JR. I am an Eagles fan. Born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But I'm going to tell you just like this. The Eagles, they brought the aluminum bat, axe handles, and brass knuckles. When it was all said and done, the 49ers were fitted with concrete boots and thrown in the Delaware River. And whoever was left over, we just used their intestines for jump rope.
2: But well, that's rather that, colorful, Dave. Thank you.
5: You're welcome. And not only that, I am so glad that they're in. This is going to be one of the best Super Bowls ever. And not okay. only that, my okay. old lady, she's fifty-seven, and it just couldn't be a better present for
2: her. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Well, yeah. good luck to good luck to the both of y'all, man. Uh, obviously, I, yeah. I don't want to ask you for a prediction. You're already going to tell me the Eagles are going to win, and you'll be a very yeah graphically uh, descriptive about it. Yeah,
5: and not easy. only that, I looked at Patrick Mahomes when I watched that AFC game. He won that game on a pogo stick. <laughs> I mean, he was jumping around on a pogo stick with a dent leg and everything else, but he won the game. Yeah. But then now this is going to be a historic Super Bowl all in itself.
2: No, absolutely, and you know
5: what? Yeah. I'm yes. looking forward to it. But whoever wins, I'm gonna be also colorful. But I'm looking forward to Philly to win this one because Andy Reid, he may been that coach, but a lot has changed since he's been the coach with the Chiefs. A lot has changed in Philadelphia. It's well, not absolutely. The same we, anymore.
2: we we we've seen them win a Super Bowl, and we've seen the success. We saw Howie Roseman get eviscerated for some of the drafts, especially leaving Justin Jefferson on the board for Jalen Rager. And Jalen Rager is just barely hanging on in the NFL right now. And he's been able to to turn things around rather quickly. Uh, I mean, giving Carson Wentz that money and Carson Wentz being injured and the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, not necessarily having clarity on their future. uh, To have this turnaround this quickly, you have to give them a whole lot of credit. You know, Howie Rosen got smacked around a lot. He deserves credit for this turnaround and, and, and what they've been able to do, uh, especially this quickly. Pat on the back, kudos to him. And the, the Eagles fans, they are just, they, they've they been losing their minds. Shep, did you see the Eagles? They They grease the poles downtown to try to keep the fans from climbing them did see that because you sent me it (laughs) that's the only reason i saw it did they were climbing poles and jumping somebody fell through a, a well not somebody there was a group of like five six people standing on top of a bus shed right in downtown philadelphia and they fell through the shed makes no sense yeah it doesn't i've been trying to figure out why Why? Why Philadelphia? Sure. We got a lot of cities and towns. They win championships and they just go out there. They absolutely lose their minds. And the only reason I could think of for Philly is maybe maybe because there's there's so many schools and colleges and. And universities downtown that that could be the only thing. Because the last time I checked and maybe I'm wrong. Adults don't act like that, do they? Right. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess adults do act like that. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Jack is here from Portland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Jack?
8: So what's going on, JR? How are you? I'm hanging in there, brother. I just wanted to thank Philadelphia for knocking off the Niners. Awesome, love that. But now I'm a huge Cowboy fan, been my whole life, and I just want to thank them. But now it's time for Kansas City to take care of business and knock the Philadelphia out for me. If They do Ooh. that, I'll be have a happy year this year,
2: buddy. Well, well Jack, that. let me ask you this: While you're here, how do yeah, you feel up, about boy? Kellen Moore getting the boot as offensive coordinator with the Cowboys?
8: I, I think it's I think it's overdue. I, I think that his his play calling is pretty generic. And, you know, in the first year or so, you know, he was there, Uh, you know, it it caught a few defenses off guard. You know, people talk about Dallas having the number one offense in the league, which we did, you know, but the problem is it wasn't all just Kellen Moore that, uh, that was getting us. Our defense was putting us in great positions to score, turning the ball. We were getting turnovers. We were scoring. We had. We had short field. So you know, I mean, I think it's just time that that okay. guy's pretty generic. You know, I wish him luck. Okay. I don't think he's going to do much, honestly, with uh, the Chargers. The Chargers. Okay. I, I don't think he will, man. I mean, I think he'll help Herbert for sure. But I think in the end, it's you know, if he tries to bring that offense there, people are going to figure it out, and they better have a damn good defense, or they're going to be in trouble.
2: Okay. Well, thank you, Jack. Appreciate you for calling. From Portland. We're going to talk more about Kellen Moore and his new job in Los Angeles. The Dallas Cowboys, obviously, now in the market for an offensive coordinator. We got a lot to do here, folks. It's the JR Sport Reshow Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to get to more of your calls. And then, yeah, I, I want to talk more about these Philly fans. Because they were doing more than jumping from bus sheds. Uh, one of my friends was in Philly. He told me he saw somebody doing something in the street. That you're not supposed to do. I'll fill you in. It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio.
1: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
5: Hey, JR, man, it's going to be cliche as a mug, but a uh, long time, long time listener, first time caller, man, and I appreciate your show big time. You have so much insight. I just want to give you props on that.
1: Call in now at 855 212 4CBS.
2: It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. When we get to the top of the hour, we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Brock Purdy. We got an update on this man. He didn't just have nerve damage. His arms didn't start to tingle. He has a UCL tear in his elbow. That would typically require Tommy John surgery, and we'll talk about Purdy and his future at the top of the hour. You know, right before we went to break, we did discuss the Philadelphia Eagles win. We talked about everybody losing their minds in downtown Philadelphia. I had a good friend of mine who was in Philly over the weekend, and he said people were out there crapping in the street. I'm like, what What type of celebration is that? Uh, look, uh, it leaves me speechless. Obviously, we had people climbing poles. I saw light poles out on the street, traffic lights kind of blown out. Early this morning, if you were trying to walk around in downtown Philadelphia. Depending on where you were, maybe you had no walk signal. We had fans. Maybe uh, can I call? Shut up, can I call them fans? What are they? Crazy people? Nuts? Uh, oh, no, no, they're, they're fans. Just add addicts next to it. Addicts? Fanatics. Addicted to, addicted to what?
3: Oh, they're fan. They're, the fan comes from fanatics. Oh, this is oh, the oh, fanatic of what
2: a fanatic looks like. Oh no! I thought you were calling them addicts. No, no, no. Just add no. Just add the addict to the fan part. That's what they oh, are. Oh, see, there's a see, addict as in fanatic, and addict yes, yes. as in drugs. They sound uh, sound pretty similar.
3: No, we never imply this. The latter, there. No.
2: Oh, wait, I don't imply. I'm sure there were some of them out there too. Fair. Well, maybe there's some folks addicted to something. A, a matter of fact, this morning, if you live in Philadelphia, if you live in in the region, you know about Fox 29. They have a great morning show. And uh, Steve Keeley was out on the street this morning surveying the aftermath. And he actually had, uh, he had a vivid description of, of some of the things that he witnessed and saw. Take a listen.
1: And I was counting, there was a, I thought, a capacity of seven human beings on that pole. So those poles are pretty sturdy. And uh, there was one guy taking shirtless selfies on one, and on the other, they had a rendition of the Lombardi trophy, so the guy on top got to hold that up uh to cheers
2: yeah, so I guess they're 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 celebrating uh their future Lombardi a little bit sooner with a a plastic one, a fake paper one i guess i don't I don't know it's uh it gets wild out there in Philly, the home of my birth, or where the hell I was born, and just to think about all of the. The nonsense that was going on out there last night is is bananas. And it really has to be about all of the schools and all of the the colleges that are, are there in Philadelphia. I mean they got a whole town, a university city. It's uh it's pretty crazy. I, I can't imagine any other reason for so many nuts to be downtown crapping, breaking stuff, and destroying property. It's it's wild. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Andy is here from Oregon. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hello? Yes, Andy, you're alive.
7: Yeah, hey, thank you. And, uh, you know, I enjoy your show. You're a good man.
6: Uh,
7: But anyways, yeah, uh, the Brock Purdy uh, injury, you know, they gave a good close-up of it on TV and – you you you'll wonder if there'll be an increase in uh, linemen going for the quarterback and going for their throwing arm uh, and consequently an increase of uh, quarterback arm and hand uh, injuries
2: andy yeah i i i think most most defensive ends linebackers anybody who's going out there when they hit the quarterback they're they they're going for the ball in oh, the right. i realize yes. that yeah. Yeah,
7: yeah well that's not the point but but perhaps <laughs> if if there's like a really big uptick of injuries
2: i i don't then think so. then, then then the league may look at that no nah, i don't i don't think so the nfl already wants to protect its quarterbacks but it's that's inevitable what I mean, yeah yeah but it's inevitable that a quarterback will be hit what else you got andy
7: yeah well no about philadelphia i i have a degree in history and I grew up in Massachusetts, and I'm quite familiar with the, uh, the Boston and the New York and the Philadelphia fan base. And, uh, you know, I, I, I watched the Boston Celtics play against Philadelphia way back in the Bill Russell days, many, many games. But there's something about Philadelphia and their fans. And um, if, you, if you speak to people who are knowledgeable on this subject, you may find out that the, Phil, the, yeah, the Phil, Watch yourself, Philadelphia... Watch yourself, Andy. Let's get to they it. They have let's, a problem there.
2: Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Say again, the people of Philadelphia have a problem? Well,
7: th- many people consider their sports fans to be
2: not the best in the world. Yeah, we we've heard that. So what do you think of them, Andy? Please tell us.
7: Well, I just want to say... That you know, I have a degree in history. You said that already, but yeah, tell us okay. what you so think. So what that means is that historian he traces back in time oh to see the root causes of why a particular people and Well a particular Andy, 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 a Andy,
2: Andy, 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 Andy. Andy, I appreciate your degree in history yeah. and, and your dissertation. What do you think right now? Don't give the damn background. What do you think right now?
7: Well, as far as the fans behavior, for instance.
2: No, Andy. Thank you for calling from Oregon. Oh, my God. Hey, shop. Well, I feel like I was in a clear eyes for clear guy. What is it? The clear eyes guy commercial? What is that?
3: Uh, does he have a degree in how to talk too long? Or,
2: I don't know. I feel like or... I was I, – when I was in school, I didn't have a professor that spoke like that. <laughs> I like, yeah. I got a degree in history.
3: That, that, that's the opposite of the guy from the 1980s commercial who talks too fast.
2: Oh, the, the FedEx man? Yeah. Yes, correct. You FedEx, UPA? It's like, yeah, I got a degree in history. And so what that means is, I know what happened a long time ago. Well, make that plot to now. Yes. Well, the fans in Philadelphia and in New York and, and Boston have been known, and Philadelphia have been known to be, you know, rather, uh, rather mean. Okay, what do you think? Well, I do have a degree in history, and so what that, sure. well, okay, we get it.
3: But you know what, JR? If you ask professional athletes... Most, I'm not, not not Ben Simmons, the, he's the exception. But if you ask most professional athletes about their time in Philadelphia, they love it because they know the fans care as much as they do, and
2: that's yeah, all you can for, ask for. Yeah, for the guys who have played there and were successful, yeah.
3: Right. I not, mean, not but, but the, even the, even the Barclays of the world, the guy that the guy the Iversons of the world, the individuals yeah. that came close but never quite won at all, they yeah. love Philadelphia sports so, fans.
2: Successful. Don't ask. Yes. Don't ask the guys who have gone there and failed, and don't ask uh, the opposition. Yeah, I, I would say that's. Uh, I would say that's most places in the Northeast. We we know up in bar. as this guy, the man who had the degree in history. Yeah, most of us notice It's it's tough going up in the Northeast, and we've had this conversation on air. It's it's what makes the Northeast, New York, and Philly, and working class people they don't they have a a limited tolerance for for nonsense and bs let's just get straight to the damn point no nonsense they appreciate people who just get right to it unlike our last caller rcf is here from portland you're on cbs sports radio yo can you hear me all right i can hear you great rcf go ahead
6: what up jr how you doing first time listener first time caller but uh I already like your show, man, and uh, I honestly got a little derailed by that last caller, man, because I'm from Portland, and uh, I, I hate—I can't stand sports fans like that. They're the same people who they sit down during the Blazer games, they, they tell you to stop yelling when you're watching the Winterhawks. It's called passion. You don't need a degree to know
2: what's going on in Philadelphia. Those are sports fans that people <laughs> wish their teams would have. You know what I mean? I like. Well, you—you you mean to tell me I don't need a, a degree in history to underf- understand? The Phillies. <laughs> I don't need that. At all.
6: You already know that, man. Uh, like I said, he derailed me a bit, but uh, I wanted to call talk about them Eagles and Dirty Birds. Uh, I can't be uh, front like they're uh, my number one team, but I called it week three. I was hoping the Flyers, the Phillies, and the Eagles would all win their championships. But uh, so far, all I got is the Eagles left to hope on. But I'm looking at these two teams, and all I'm saying is I cannot wait the Eagles to tear Mahomes apart limb by limb, starting with that ankle. I am just excited to see that. And uh,
2: what did, what did Patrick Mahomes? Just, what did Patrick Mahomes do to you?
6: I'm a Raiders fan, baby. That's all oh, I need okay. to say.
2: <laughs> okay, say say no more. You're a Raiders fan. I mean, it's tough going. Who who do you want your quarterback to be?
6: Oh, honestly, if we are losing Carr, which I mean, I love him more than anyone, and but even I'm starting to understand why he's on the block but I, I would honestly say I would forget I, I've you know been a hater for as long as anyone but I, I would welcome Brady to the team I would want to see what he could do
2: but okay <sighs> well one thing on you that. can't do as as you know RCF one thing that you can't do and thank you for calling from Portland you can't replace that uh that dumb owner uh, good luck on that one that's oh uh, I,
6: I was thinking when
2: his dad died years ago
6: that would might be the solve uh to the problem but Pass that right down.
2: Yep, And that stupid-ass haircut. Yeah, him and his uh, bowl haircut uh, for the next, I don't know, 20 years. Thank you, RCF, for calling from Portland. I'm like, what did Patrick Mahomes do to you that you hate him so much? I'm a Raiders fan. Oh, Understandable. It it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, You know what? I, I mentioned the Eagles fans losing their minds. I woke up like most people on Sunday, just ready for football. And I found out that Stetson Bennett was arrested for public intoxication. I'm like, bruh, how much, how much celebrating are you trying to do? Obviously a lot. He was out in Dallas, and, and he was knocking on residential doors at like 6.30 in the morning time. And so either he was still outside. Hey, chef, what's open at 6.30 in the morning?
3: Nothing but gas stations, convenience stores, and uh, unattributed destinations that we referred to two weeks ago.
2: Oh. I think in Dallas, does Dallas have the – there's a couple of strip clubs that serve breakfast. Got you. I'm not saying – I have no idea where Stetson Bennett was. He could have just maybe rolled out of bed and decided to go outside, and he forgot uh, where he was going. But he was knocking on doors because he didn't know where he was, and he was drunk, and he was arrested. And so what this means for his draft stock, I would assume it's not all that high in the first damn place. And and Stetson Bennett, uh, maybe he'll drop a couple of spots, and people will be like, hey, man, the hell were you at? What were you doing? Why were you drinking? I mean, this is the same Stetson Bennett who, right after the parade, he got into a little internet beef with one of our broadcasters here in Atlanta, Georgia. And so he just seems like right now to be an entitled guy, living his life, and he should probably take a step back and look in the mirror. I mean, he's going to be signing autographs here in, in Atlanta, in, in Athens. He's going to be signing autographs for the rest of his life. But if he wants to have a professional one, just just chill out on a celebrating and trying to get drunk before the draft. And by the way, he's 25 years old. That's not old. as old for a college football player, but he should should know better. He's been here before, two-time champion Stetson Bennett. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back, I'm going to get some more of your calls, and we're going to talk about Brock Purdy, his elbow, and the 49ers. Don't move.